Welcome to the Mount Olive Baptist Church podcast. I'm Pastor Carl Stokes, and we appreciate you being here today with us. Our desire is to preach the Word of God effectively and clearly so that you can understand God's desire for you in your life. Turn with me in your Bibles to the book of Revelation, chapter 20. And uh, if you'll recall, we were at that spot in Revelation where uh, we come to man's last day in court. Uh, look with me at Revelation chapter 20, verse 11, and it says, And I saw a great white throne, and the, him that sat upon it, and the, uh, from whose face the earth and the heaven fled away, and there was no place found for them. Uh, at this point in time, uh, of course, this section uh, encompasses uh, down to... Uh, through the end of the chapter, but we're only going to look at the first verse here tonight because uh, uh, we need to get it established and set uh, for us to look at. Uh, at this point, there is no debate about guilt or innocence. Uh, there's a lot of people that like to, uh, uh, on TV, uh, last couple of days, patting themselves on the back and there's people that are saying, why are they patting themselves on the back? And there's others that, uh, that, that say uh, something different. Uh, at this time during the, uh, the tribulation, there is no debate about guilt or innocent. Everyone knows that they are guilty. At this trial, there is no prosecutor. Uh, there is a prosecutor, but no defender. There is an accuser, but no advocate for the condemned. There is an indictment upon those who are uh, uh, standing before this great white throne judgment, uh, those who do not profess to follow God and follow Jesus Christ. But there is no uh, case for them, uh, for the charged. Uh, there is no uh, chance of appeal. There is a swift presentation of the uh, evidence, and there is no rebuttal, there is no cross-examination, there is no uh, plea for mercy, there is simply punishment, judgment. There is no jury, but there is a judge. There is a sentence, but no appeal. There is punishment, but no chance for parole, no opportunity for escape. Everyone who has died in their sins will stand before the great white throne judgment. Everyone who dies without Jesus Christ in their heart will stand before this great uh, pinnacle of time in which they will see judgment. Uh, Sirhan, Sirhan might get parole. Have you seen that? Isn't that crazy? Isn't that ridiculous? A man who was witnessed by everyone in the room to have assassinated uh, Robert F. Kennedy. How can there possibly be any fathomable situation in which he would be granted uh, a pardon? 
But at this time, in this uh, jury, there will be no pardon. There will be no opportunity to reduce a sentence that uh, will be a sentence of eternity. Everyone will uh, sit before the, the judge and the throne in this, and they will uh, face this judgment. And Satan's greatest lie throughout all of time has been to try and deny the fact that this moment will occur. Satan says, well, nobody will find out when he tempts you. Satan says, you'll never, you'll never be found out. Nobody's going to ever charge you with any of this. Nobody will ever know. But God knows. Evolutionists' uh, big lie is that there is no God. And without God, there is no judge. There is no judgment. Without a creator, there is no moral judge. But regardless of what men may say throughout history, and they can talk to their blue in the face that there is no God, they will stand before the God creator of all things. And there will be a great white throne judgment that will come swift. And it will come uh, without uh, any debate. Jesus calls this in John chapter 5, verse 29, the resurrection of damnation or the resurrection of condemnation. God's glory is on display at this moment and it is so powerful that the entire universe will disintegrate. It will dissolve. There will be no more universe. In fact, uh, as it is described, uh, there will be no place. It says, there will be no place for them. And I saw the dead, small and great, stand before God in verse 12. And the books were open, and another book was open, which is the book of life. And the dead were judged out of those things which were written in the books according to their works. And the sea gave up the dead which were in it, and death and hell delivered up the dead which were in them. And they were judged, every man according to their works. And death and hell were cast into the lake of fire. This is the second death, and whosoever was not found written in the book of life, was cast into the lake of fire. So what we're going to see is, first of all, the scene. And that's basically what we're going to look at today, the scene that we're uh, seeing right here. And I kind of talked about that a little bit for a moment, uh, for maybe a minute last time that we came together that uh, we really didn't get to study this. And then we're going to look at the summons the standard, and then the sentence. So let's look at the scene here in verse 11. It says, uh, John is describing a great white throne that all the dead, great and small, everyone who, is, who has ever lived will stand before this great white throne. All those, uh, all the, uh, uh, those who died in their sins will come and stand before this great white throne judgment. It is basically a moment in which the uncreation of the universe happens. And what is happening here is, is that uh, God uh, dissolves all of uh, creation. And there they will stand 
before that great white throne, there will be no place to hide. There will be no place to wander away. There will be nowhere to to avoid this judgment. It is a scene in which there is nothing to shelter anyone from this judgment. And God is in essence bringing judgment upon all the sin that has... Uh, that has uh, tainted His creation. And He is uh, eliminating that uh, sin that is throughout the universe. John says, and I saw. This triggers. Each, uh, this is a trigger that shows a new phase, a new section. It is a starting uh, of a new uh, situation. In fact, it goes all the way back to the very beginning of the book of Revelation where it says, uh, John says, uh, that he saw uh, an, uh, one riding on a, a white horse. He saw Christ, followed by the uh, thousand-year reign of the kingdom of God. Uh, then uh, it is here at this time, uh, the judgment, and then there is a uh, another new face where he says, and I saw at the very end where a new heaven and new earth. And so uh, this is a phrase that kind of indicates a new uh, a chapter, a new uh, section, a new uh, book in the judgment of mankind throughout the tribulation, throughout uh, the book of Revelation. And so it is a, a way of indicating a, new, a newness to what is uh, the focus. And right here is uh, the focus is on upon, upon the throne. He says, And I saw a great white throne and him that sat upon it, uh, we we see a, a throne that is dazzling. It is blinding. It is uh, uh, more than just a a color of a throne in terms of. Uh, well, I saw a, a great big white truck on the highway. He's doing more than just simply saying uh, that there was a great big white throne. He's saying it was dazzling. It was blindingly white. It is an image of the purity of God. It is an image of His righteousness. It is His divine throne of the presence of God where He sits upon it in abject judgment. It is different from the throne that we see in which we look into heaven and we see the throne of God at the very beginning of uh, the book of Revelation where you have the, the four beasts uh, around the throne and the 24 elders and all the angels surrounding God uh, singing holy, holy, holy. Uh, that is the throne room of God. This is a very different throne in which God sits to bring judgment, and it is a judgment seat of God. Daniel chapter 7, verse 9 and 10 says that this is the throne where the Ancient of Days sat. His vesture was like uh, white snow, and the hair of his head was pure as wool, and his throne was ablaze with flames. Yes, Daniel uh, is very uh, highly linked with the book of Revelation, and Daniel sees this moment in time. Many believe that he is describing this very moment. In the book of Psalms, chapter 9, verse 7, uh, David describes this moment as well. He says, The Lord abides forever, and He has established His throne for judgment, and He will judge the world in righteousness, and He will evaluate... Uh, he will execute judgment for the people 
with equity. In Romans, Paul describes this in Romans chapter 2, verse 5. He says, You are storing up wrath for yourself in the day of wrath and revelation of the judgment of God who will render unto every man according to his deeds. This is a very apt description of what uh, John just describes as the judgment seat of God. God is the one who sits upon the throne. Revelation chapter 3, verse 21 says, I will grant to sit down with me on my throne as I also overcame and sat down with my Father on His throne. God's not going to be the only one that sits upon the throne of judgment. And most of the times we think of God the Father alone sitting there on that throne judging. But who better than Jesus Christ, the, uh, the, the one who paid the price for the sins of the world, to sit on the throne alongside of Him. Jesus Christ states in Revelation 21, 3.21, excuse me, that He will sit alongside of God the Father on this great white throne of judgment and He will be the one who will ensure that no one who has accepted Him as Lord and Savior will be judged at this time. This is only for those who die in their sins. Acts chapter 17 verse 30 and 31 describes God and Jesus Christ both sitting upon the throne. Romans 2.16 says God will judge through Jesus Christ. And so many times we see uh, an image of God the Father along, uh, uh, with Jesus alongside of Him bringing judgment. So this is nothing new. This is something that has been throughout Scripture. And we see that uh, on the throne is the judge. And then there is no place for those who stand before uh, the judge. This is, uh, again, this is the uncreation of everything that is in the universe. Everything that has sin uh, is uh, uh, disintegrated because there will be what? There will be a new heaven and a new earth. God is going to recreate His creation and we'll see that uh, uh, in just a little while. But uh, it is something that has been uh, looked forward to for so long throughout the history of Israel, throughout the history of mankind. Second uh, Peter three ten through twelve uh, talks about the glorious day of the Lord. Matthew chapter five verse eighteen uh, says that heaven and earth will pass away. Isaiah fifty one verse six says that uh, the earth will vanish. Isaiah sixty five verse seventeen says that there will be a new heaven and a new earth. Hebrews chapter one verse ten uh, uh, says that the earth will be discarded like an old garment. In Hebrews 12, verse 26, it says there will be a removal of all things. In Psalms 97, verse 5, the mountains will melt away like wax. And Psalms 102, verse 25 says that the earth, heaven and the earth will perish. This is the time in which everything will be uh, melted away. Everything that is in the earth and all of creation will, will be taken away because God is about to eliminate all traces of sin. There will be no place in which sin has uh, traveled or has uh, um, uh, tainted God's creation that will survive. All of it is said to have been, uh, will be cast into the lake of fire. It says death and hell and all uh, will be cast 
into the lake of fire in verse 14. So all of this is going to be destroyed. So what about the saints? Where are they? If all those who are standing before the great white throne of judgment are uh, sinners who uh, die in their sin, uh, what, what about the saints? What about those of us who, who call Jesus Christ their Lord and Savior? Uh, what will come of us at this time? Well, uh, we will be glorified. John chapter 5, 5, verse 24 says that all those who belong to Him do not come into judgment. John chapter 3, verse 18 says that he that uh, believes in Him is not judged. In Romans chapter 8, verse 1, it says there is now no condemnation for those who believe in Christ Jesus as their Lord and Savior. And so throughout uh, all of Scripture, we have multiple places in which we see that those who call upon Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, uh, they will be uh, with God. They will be in uh, His... Uh, they will be glorified uh, with Him and they will, they will not be there at this great white throne judgment. Uh, if, if anything, uh, we will be witnesses to what is happening, but uh, uh, that's only speculation in that, uh, uh, like the, the description in Hebrews chapter 11 of a great crowd of, uh, great crowd of witnesses uh, witnessing all the faith of those who have come before uh, there is speculation that uh, all those who are saints will uh, be in glory and witness the uh, destruction of sin, uh, but uh, that's the only uh, 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 indication as to what may uh, be as a result of, of this. So we have two resurrections. We have a resurrection of those who are uh, believers in Jesus Christ, uh, you'll uh, be raised and have uh, be glorified. And but there will be also two judgments. There'll be a judgment of uh, sin of say of the uh, the beast and the prophet uh, at the beginning of the uh, tri- uh, of the thousand year reign. And then there's this judgment, the great white throne judgment, where all the actions of those who uh, uh, did not follow Jesus Christ will be condemned. John chapter 5, Jesus says, There is a resurrection unto life, which happened to the saints, uh, and a resurrection unto damnation. That's what we just read today. And 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 10 says, uh, 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 There will be judgment of the works of, uh, the, of all of man. So we see that this is a judgment. Uh, every man according to his works in verse 13. Uh, this is uh, the time of judgment. Uh, this is judgment. In 1 Corinthians chapter 3, it even says uh, that judgment will come upon mankind. So we need to, uh, to help people. There's a lot of people in our world today that are uh, lacking in an understanding of the fact that this judgment is coming. Uh, many people believe that uh, they can get away with their sin or get away with their crimes. Uh, but in this uh, passage of Scripture, we see that there is no one who is able to uh, abscond from judgment. They are all uh, judged and everyone according to his deeds, everything that he has done. Uh, the books are open and all their accounts will be settled and all the things that mankind has done in their sin uh, 
will be judged. Now, what about Christians? Are, are we judged for the things that we do? Uh, well, first of all, our sins are what? The Bible tells us that uh, Jesus Christ's blood is, is poured upon our lives and all of our sins are wiped away. Remember that? Uh, and so we, we don't have to worry about our sins that we've committed, uh, but we do need to be concerned about the, the opportunities that God gives us, whether or not we obey Him, whether we follow Him, and whether or not uh, we fulfill His uh, uh, work in our lives. The Bible says that uh, when we come before God, that, uh, that all of our tears will be wiped away. Why would we cry? I think uh, we cry because of being overwhelmed by the emotions of being face-to-face with our Savior and Lord. We cry because of the fact that, that of the love that's outpoured uh, towards us. But I think also uh, some have argued that, uh, that we may cry because uh, God will demonstrate to us all the opportunities that we had that we failed to uh, live up to, all the things that God called us to do that we never did. And, and the, uh, the guilt of all of that will weigh heavy upon us, but then God will wipe away all of our tears. But regardless, this great white throne judgment is a judgment of all those who died without Jesus Christ, and that is the scene that, uh, that we uh, saw, uh, see at this time and next time we'll uh, look at the summons then the standard and then uh, the sentence and we'll finish that up we don't have enough time to get into any of that other stuff uh, tonight Uh, but this is uh, something very real that people need to be aware of Uh, this may be the most uh, for us Christians this is a time of celebration a time of rejoicing because God is is coming uh, to a culmination of all that He is bringing about. Uh, but for the world, it is possibly the most terrifying image that might have, uh, might uh, that they might see throughout this whole tribulation, more so than stars falling from heaven and, and destroying a third of the oceans, more than, uh, than all of the great tribulations that, that filled the earth. For, the, uh, for that seven-year period, uh, seven period of time when the wrath of God poured out, uh, when God's judgment is finally delivered, it will be the most horrifying thing for the unsaved. And so we as Christians must uh, see this as a call for us to share with those who are lost. Uh, that we must see this as a call uh, to join together in unity to reach the lost, to reach everyone with the name of Jesus Christ. So everyone gets an opportunity to avoid this great judgment that will fall upon those who are dying their sin. Let's join together for prayer. Lord, we pray that You would help us as Your people, as the body of Christ, to be faithful to share Your wonderful love, to be faithful to share the message of Jesus Christ, to be faithful to never cease and sharing the good news of Jesus Christ. Because the day of judgment is coming, the day in which there is no hiding for anyone who dies without Christ in their life. And Father God, I pray that You'd help us to be faithful, to do our utmost to reach the lost, to share the gospel, to give them the opportunity to know Christ as their Savior. In 
Jesus' name we pray. Amen.